Let me tell you this. Green Bay is a great town for football. No one is perfect. Nobody can be perfect. But by striving for absolute perfection, you raise yourself notches above what you may have been content to be. Who's our head ref today? Tony Correcti. This is his rookie year. Oh, we're going to give him some This is the Four Man's Packers Podcast, coming from B2B Data Guy Studios with your hosts, Spencer Sismanowitz and Kyle Turkowski. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Poor Man's Packers Podcast, the number one Packers podcast in the state of our minds. This is Spencer Sismanowitz, joined as always with Kyle Turkowski. Kyle. Hello. And welcome back. The bye week is finally over. We can Crushed rest it. easy. Yes. Everyone everyone survived. Um, there were no arrests over the week so far. So that we know good. of. Yep. Um, but yeah, it was nice. Not nice, but to just breathe for a weekend and not have bit. to, you know, worry about Sunday, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it was also very boring. It was The Sunday games were, meh. Well, we got teased in a couple different ways because the Niners looked like they were going to lose. They absolutely stole that game. But the worst for us because we do live in Minneapolis was the Vikings coming back from a 23-point deficit at halftime, whatever it was. was Yeah, it was 20-nothing at halftime, which speaking of because the Vikings fumbled, so the the Broncos scored to make it 20-nothing with a minute left in the half. And then on that ensuing kickoff, the Vikings fumbled, and Broncos got it in the red zone. Yeah. Very next play, Brandon Allen throws an interception. At that exact moment, I thought, oh, I don't know if Vikings are going to win this game, but they are going to make it a game because yeah. they didn't get points on that drive to at least make it 23 or 27 nothing. I knew right then and there it was going to be a game. But deep, deep down, I was like, nah, they're going to come back and win. I was... I was trying to figure out what happened there too because I was I was driving and then I heard the they made the field goal and then I got home and I just assumed you know it was over and then I look at Twitter and it was after the fact everyone started blowing up at least mm-hmm. Viking fans that I follow and I was like what did I miss but then there was no points All of it. there was no points with the Broncos turning it over so I was like oh nothing must have happened but yeah whatever I think that'll lead us right into what this episode will be I alluded to it last week. Is this is the bi week bonanza? Okay, episode. so you are serious about the word bonanza? Yes, it it pops. It's not you're not unironically using it. Bi week bonanza. Yeah, it it's you know a fun word you don't hear that often. Well, I mean, coming from a guy who hates when his team celebrates a turnover, uh, I, it's just a little that a little is, weird that you're you're using words like bonanza. You are taking that out of context. <laughs> I mean, you I are, just explained all of the context. S- someone, a fan who has complained about celebrating, who has, that's probably the who one ha- who occasion. Who has taken issue with his team in a close game celebrating a turnover. Yes, okay, well, we'll just keep moving forward. Um <laughs> This episode, we're going to kind of jump all over the place. We'll start with the overall NFC North and NFC playoff picture, how everything seems to be unfolding. We're going to jump into some random things after that, such as our favorite random Packers, Ooh. which you should stay tuned for because there are lots of tiddly bits and stories with that. Tiddly bits. We're also going to jump back and have a little history lesson as well. Hmm. And then we'll see what else we have in store after that. But folks, this is news to me. I'm we're, folks, I'm going on this ride with you. He's folks, he's the captain of this ship. 
So we'll hop right in. I've given you the printout. You know how this is going. NFC North, here on out, how are you feeling? Uh, Pretty good. That Brandon Allen and Vic Vangio fucked us a little bit. Yeah. Um, Vic Vangio, Nags had a great tweet. He They put on a clinic of coaching scared in that second half. <laughs> I, I didn't even watch the second half. I didn't watch until the Broncos were up three points, and I was like, fuck. And yeah. God, that last drive, too, they conv- the Broncos converted like three fourth downs, yep. and yep. it was like, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And the other thing, too, that's why I'm so done with people complaining about the refs because the Vikes committed three straight infractions well, on that last drive. And none of them were called. And I didn't, you know, bitch about – well, <laughs> I'm bitching no, about it right yeah, now. But yeah. um, I didn't see anyone mention that in my, like, social circle because yeah. I, unfortunately, have a lot of Vikings fans' friends. And none of them mentioned that. And it's just – it's funny how they like to pick and choose when, when the refs are bad. Well, I watched that same series, and it looked like I, – I was fine with it because they were letting them play because the Broncos receivers were also very handsy-feely. The and last so were the one – yeah, the very last one, the fan push-off like that, yes, yes, that's a no call. But, like, the play before that, that blatant face mask. I thought – yes. One for, before that, a defensive hold. Oh, now you're getting me riled up because yeah. the face mask reminded yeah. me for how much – once oh, – god damn it. Once again, for how pissed the Viking fans have gotten at us this year because of that Lions game, and we got a couple calls in that game, they've completely forgot about the previous year when Kirk Cousins was sacked by Clay Matthews, and now it's like that never happened. Sad. And then, you know, that face mask call that wasn't called. That no didn't mention. happen either. No mention. But Packers are on top of the NFC North, 8-2. and two. Vikings half, half are 8-3. Half a game three. ahead, yep. yep. And uh, the biggest test all year this Sunday night, we'll get to that. Um, and the Vikes are on a bye, so we can uh, we got a chance to get a full game ahead this week. So yeah, so and here on out, uh, we're gonna go over what we have for a schedule. Um, all that really matters is us and the Vikings, I would say, as far as the NFC North is concerned. Mm-hmm. Winning this next week, like you said, we'll talk about it later. But I think it would be huge for a lot of different reasons. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're in the driver's seat for the one seat if they win out they will be the one seat and that would be a lot of momentum too a lot yes. of momentum going forward and having a team forcing a team to come to green bay wisconsin in late january is one yes. of the biggest playoff advantages in the national football league and we haven't had it recently either i mean we've it's we get the it seems like you can you could mark us down for a divisional round home game the last 10 years with how the Packers have been. Yep. Obviously, the last two, we didn't make it, whatever. Mm-hmm. But in Rodgers has talked about it, and he talked about it early on, too. I think I said in one of the previous episodes, we don't talk about um, playoff seeding until we get to 10 wins. Yes, We're getting there now, but he's also talked about how important that is because in the history of the Packers, we really, for how great we've been, I mean, the Rodgers era, I think we've only had a first round by once or twice. You know, So it's even the year we won the Super Bowl, we were snuck in as a six seed. Yeah. yeah. Once again, uh, thank you, Deshaun Jackson. Without him, we would not. Yes. Have. Still the unsung hero. The, that that, that crazy, like legendary highlight punt return. The rookie punter for the Giants, c- yeah. kicking it right in the middle. Oh, of the field. and then an all-time Tom Coughlin moment too. That was great. And when he was just like, oh know, yeah, 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 that's stomping right. around yeah. on the sidelines, just like confused as hell. Oh, that was great. Yep. So, Anyways. well, we'll look at the Packers schedule here on out. Obviously, at Niners, then we're at the Giants, eh? Just talking about them. Versus Washington, mm. versus the Bears, at Vikings, at Lions. So, yeah, so that's 
for some reason, I thought, I mean, yeah, we are on the road quite a bit to end it, but it's we, not that bad. We do, we do. Our last two games are indoors, which is nice. Yeah, I, I don't think it's. I don't think it's. It's. You don't want to be away, but at the same time, I think we are kind of an indoor team. You know, and Ro- Rogers has talked about in the past how he loves playing indoor games, especially on turf, because he gets to wear his favorite shoes mm, on those games. I, so I did not know that. To finish it out at you know in Minnesota and then in Detroit, maybe not so much in Detroit because we played terrible there. Yeah, but I don't know the w- the way I'm looking at it is Niners, Bears, Vikings, Lions are all question marks for me. Obviously, you feel better about the Bears and the Lions, but they are divisional games. I think we're gonna lose. Two more games this year, and those games will be out of those four. That's what I have. I, yeah, I don't. You never know what what team's going to show. I up. don't hate that take. Um, you said Niners, Bears, Vikings, Lions, Lions. Yep. Yeah, because those two NFC East, I think, um, will be will be kind of cake games. Should be, but like nothing about what Matt Nagy has shown us through ten games this year makes me believe he's going to cook something he, up to to come into doofus. Lambeau. Yeah, I just, I am. All the fear is gone with the Bears. Yeah. Preseason, I, I'll be honest. Preseason, I thought this Bears team was going to be really good and have a similar season to last. But Nagy is, I think, I mean, and Mitchell Trubisky stinks. That helps. Yeah. But Nagy, I think, is like the number one culprit for them not it, being good. It's hilarious how quickly. I mean, I can't remember a team really self-destructing like this as quickly as the Bears. Because yeah. last year, you know, they were twelve and four. But even then, I was. Because I think we played them pretty tough at the end of last year too. Yeah, I, I mean it was a it was a one possession game. But but for me, if, it's always if you don't have a quarterback, you don't have a legitimate team. Anything, you yeah. know? Because in last year too, I just never ever believed in Mitch Trubisky. And obviously, you don't know what my opinion was this time last year. But going in the playoffs, I'm like, these guys are going to go as far as Mitch brings them, and I have seen nothing from this guy yep. to make you think that he scored could sh- like. 12 point 15 points I think in in a home playoff game yeah can't yeah. have that sure sure he can run but I mean he hasn't shown he can do well he can't even do that anymore yeah he hasn't I think I think maybe a couple of injuries have spooked him a little bit yeah. he is not aggressive at all uh getting getting on his feet and and making plays with his legs yeah and it's been uh justice from Twitter um he had a couple of really good tweets today making oh, fun of the Bears. Too. He uh he said we really let um Ryan Pace win executive of the year for trading for a known great player and, you know, throwing away his his future yep. with draft picks to get a known great player and we gave him executive of the year. He might he's probably going to get fired at the end of this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and Nagy might be in the same boat. We gave yep. him coach of the year because he that's what he said too cuz he knew to keep uh Vic Fangio as the defensive coordinator. Which is completely true. That yeah. was the team last year. Yeah. Wait, they both like they won Coach of the Year and Executive of the Year. Yeah, and I mean, you couldn't really, you couldn't yeah, say you otherwise can't argue at the time. It, but it's just, I feel like that's probably pretty uncommon. Well, uh, don't want to look ahead, but there is a chance of that happening again this year. Uh oh. Uh oh. Yep. But uh, the Lions, I don't know what else there is to say about them. I thought at the beginning of the year they had a pretty decent defense, but that's fallen apart too. They've been talking, most people have talked about how the Lions, Matt Patricia bringing the defense, how everyone expected it to come along, and it's only gotten worse. And you're seeing it now. They're at the bottom of the barrel of the NFC. Well, yeah, and I just saw that, um, or I just heard today that Stafford, his 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 uh, timetable is like six weeks now with his 
broken back. Broken, literal it's still, broken. It's absurd how, to how hear those extreme, things. Yeah, like that feels so extreme. Yes. Like it, it's, that, you shouldn't be playing football for the next 18 months. Well, that's like Tony Romo, I think, or someone someone else I know at one point, they broke their back and they were out like two weeks. You know, it's like how... It makes no sense. How... I mean, yes, these are the greatest... Sometimes, you you know, you twist your knee and it hurts for like three weeks. Yeah. And these guys are breaking their backs and still going on. A lot of there. drugs and yes. uh, a lot of good doctors, I guess. My knee! <laughs> Shout out Aaron Rodgers week one last year. <laughs> oh, he was perked up. <laughs> P-E-R-C yeah. up. Not like P-E-R-K, perked like Percocet. You, you ooh, get it. Oof, geesh. So, yeah, looking at the rest, the schedule for the rest of the year, um, I really think... The only games that really worry me, and this is a dumb and unsafe mindset to have, is the Niners and the Vikes. Mm-hmm. And no, I think you're, you're right. I think they'll split. I think they'll get at least one of those two. So I'm I'm thinking thirteen and three. Okay. To end the year. Yeah, I it it's it's the optimistic way to look at it, but it's it's one of those where, you know, you look at the Chargers game. Like I think, and I I kind of hope we have another stinker. Just, just to get the team focused again, because mm. that might have been a problem. I want to peak 15... too early, right? Yeah, and I think that, like I've said, the Chargers game is probably a good thing long term. Good reset button. Yeah, and like I've said, with these three games to finish off NFC North opponents, those are gonna be those freaking you know twenty to twenty seven type games. Yeah. Just really, really low scoring. I wonder. I'm trying to think of what game I would want to win more between the Niners and Vikes. And you, yeah, you would that's a think, really good question. You would think, like, you would think it'd be Vikings because divisional, whatever. Yeah. But like, if if we're good enough to even where we lose to the Vikings, <sighs> we tough. still win the division. Then all of a sudden, we don't have that tie break with San Fran, and we have to go there, you know, in the NFC Championship. It's yeah, it's one of those. I think I would take. Be, God, it sucks because then the rest of the year, no matter what happens, the Viking fans have some type of breaking right. Yeah. But the Niners, if if we beat the Niners, it's so you know a whole new world opens up for us. Um, yes. a first round bye, which I still hope happens, but I I really think it's going to be a coin flip between two seed and three seed for us because it's you know Seattle, it is the Vikings, yep. it's the Saints. You know, there's a lot of good teams there, but what it the it is nice that at least this next week or after the bye, it is Minnesota and Seattle on Monday Night Football. So hopefully, if Kirk Cousins can win that game. Then maybe I'll start actually believing in the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, but until I agree. then, because and on top of that, nobody fucking goes into that place and wins, especially on Monday night. Yeah, because I don't like. I mean, we are, Packer fans know it very well uh, with the yep. fail Mary. I know. Well, and even worse, the NFC Championship game. Uh, yeah, well, I I can't believe you, that's not what you were thinking of. How how does your brain not? Because Monday night, and I, that's okay. what I associate. Oh with. yeah, that's right. I forgot that was Monday night football. Yeah, but um, I don't know what what. So what do you think, big picture? If if you're saying we're going thirteen and three, you're thinking a one or two seed here. Yeah, and it again, it comes down to what happens in those Niners and Vikings games. Because if we yep. if we lose to Niners but then beat the Vikings, I think that's a two seed. Right. But if we if we beat the Niners and then lose to the Vikings, I think that would be a one seed. Yep. But and that's I mean, I don't know what the Niners rest of the schedule is like, but they I mean, they've struggled twice against Arizona. Yeah, but it's it, like I I said last week, the NFC right now it's 
anyone. It's anyone's game for the most part. It's who, and that's what it comes down to with these teams, I think. It's who do you believe at quarterback? Mm-hmm. Everything else, who knows what the hell is going to happen. But in the playoffs, who do you it trust? It really it comes down to the, yep. That's why I think at the end, it, you know, it's going to be like the Packers, the Saints, and the Seahawks. It's going to be some mix of that. I still think the Niners are good, but we even saw last week with Jimmy G. I mean, he threw a few. There's, a shaky. He was missing. All, a he, was, he was missing Kittle and Sanders, but and those are two. I mean, behind him, the probably mm-hmm. the two biggest pieces at Absolutely. this point. Uh, I mean, and their backfield, but yeah, those are two big pieces. But still, I mean, the Arizona Cardinals—they yeah. don't have anything for a defense. Right. So. Yeah. Well, we said that last year too, and whatever. Um, but yeah. So wrapping up, you've got us at thirteen and three. I'm gonna say twelve and four. I'm not sure what losses they're gonna be, but I'm I'm still I'm gonna say a two seed for us. I'm hoping. I mean, if if someone said right now, hey, you get a two seed, you're I'm fucking taking yes, that. Yep, I am taking yep. that. Because because then I would assume that, and I would hope in this scenario that the one seed would be the Niners and not the Saints. Yep. Because I would much rather go to yeah, man, to San tough. Fran than into the Superdome. That place is impossible to play in i don't know well they they said the same thing when we played the falcons and they were the one seed in uh 2010 oh, yeah. we went right in there and whooped I, the them. superdome is a whole whole different yeah, animal you're not though. wrong but uh we will move on now but first is a quick ad from b2b data guy a new one Are your sales leads still bad and trash? It's me again, B2B Data Guy. My leads are the cream of the crop. These leads bring hope and promise to struggling businesses. If you are a business in need of hope, these leads can make everything feel normal again. I wish I felt normal again. The ROI on these leads is unmatched. Just ask anyone. I mean anyone. My leads are hot, new, and come in daily. Just like the numerous beautiful women in my life. Contact me today, immediately, now. You deserve these leads. Contact me, now, leads. Visit b2bdataguide.com today. All right, and we're back. Uh, random Packers. I think we'll win this. Uh, so just like favorite favorite random Packers? Favorite random Packers or random Packers that you can think of. I told like Kyle flash, this. Flash in the pan flash Packers. Flash in the pan. Some Someone who is near and dear to your heart, but other people might not remember. Or yeah, like wasn't about. like a household name. Yes. Or... So, Kyle, I will let you start. Who is your first random Packer? Okay, I don't really have any like real insight on this guy mm-hmm. or like, I don't think his stats ever really popped off the, the box score, but Atari Bigby. I just, I have a special place in my heart for that dude. He just, he didn't play much towards it. I mean, obviously he didn't play much towards his end of his Packer tenure. Mm -hmm. Um, But he just flew around and I loved the dreads and that's, that's pretty much my only insight on him. He was, he was a classic secondary Packer for at least me being a Packer fan growing up where when I first started really paying attention, it was Al Harris and Mike McKenzie, mm-hmm. and they were the dreadlocks. Yeah, the dreadlocks. So Atari Bigby was kind of that second phase where he had the dreadlocks. He kept it going. Yeah, that's why. Now, Atari Bigby, I had him written down as well before you told me, so I obviously switched mine. Mm. But I've Atari Bigby, back when I would get autographs in Green Bay during training camp, when I we'd go down for a preseason game and I'd hang out for like two two days for training camp and get autographs. And I still remember seeing Atari Bigby at one point 
walking into Lambeau wearing a shirt that said, smoke weed, live longer. Oh. And I was, it's like, and this is very early, like, this is very innocent, Spencer. I'm like, wait a minute, could a player be doing that? <laughs> is he going to get suspended? But on top of that, like, dude, why are you wearing this at the freaking facility? Like, what <laughs> What are the coaches thinking, seeing you wearing a shirt that says, smoke weed, live oh, longer? Oh, man. On top Mark of that, Murphy was Arthur Fist. Mm. <laughs> yeah. um, on top of that, you you talked about it earlier. You were bringing him up, him up being on the Super Bowl team. One of the other memories I have of Atari Bigby, and this goes with the culture change. Be it maybe it's not the best thing to bring up for a culture change because I'm talking about the Super Bowl. But when the Green Bay Packers came out for that Super Bowl, the song they had was the Jock Jams. Are you ready for this? And Atari Bigby led the team out of the tunnel. Yes. And I was I remember sitting watching that and I'm like, Really? We couldn't have picked a better song <laughs> or had a better player leading us? I loved loved Atari Bigby. But come on. Like that I was I don't know, just... dude. I think the dreads are very intimidating and and uh He was a he was a power hitter. And I he mean, was energetic, yeah. I can still remember in like the NFC championship game that we lost against the Giants, he just like would shoulder guys and yeah. like plaxical bursts and bounce right that's off. That's why he didn't get because he was pretty brutal in coverage. That's yeah. why now it's coming back to me. Because I was a I was a young boy when, when he was on the squad. Yep. Um Jock Jams though. Jock. That is so, so on brand. So though. lame. <laughs> so lame. Yeah. Mike McCarthy was like, I know what'll get the kids going. <laughs> Jock Jams. <laughs> Um, so I'll start off with my first one. Um, people who know me know that I love this guy, B.J. Coleman. Ooh. B.J. Coleman was like if you – Quarterback, right? Oh, yeah. Seventh-round quarterback. I don't know how long ago it was. It was five years ago, probably over five yeah. years ago. From some southern school. I forgot exactly where it was. But this guy was an absolute trip. It's like if you got a lab and you took, like, Brett Favre's DNA and, like <laughs> – not like a trailer, but just football, and that was this guy, but at a much watered-down extent. His uh, press conference, when they called him after he was drafted, I'll never forget this. He said, I'm going to be the best draft pick that this team has ever had. And I think Rob, Rob Domofsky or Jason Wilde, like was like, uh, you you know that there's been a lot of good quarterbacks drafted here. He's like, I know. <laughs> I think the first dude. I respect that so much. First year he was on the practice squad. Second year it was weird because he made the fifty three. He was going to be a backup, but everyone was like, "There's no way this freaking guy can be the backup quarterback for this football team." Sure enough, I think he practiced one or two days as the number two. He gets cut, and we bring in Seneca Wallace and the legend Scott Tolzien. Yes, dude, Seneca Wallace. That was actually going to be. One of them, but he was way too flash in the pan. Oh, like, he would have been. He would have I mean, been a was, great one. He was just like a. He was like a spark in the pan. Literally, because it was he came into the game that Rogers broke his collarbone, and then he literally played one series the next game, and then he went on the IR. Got, yeah, got and hurt. then it was the Scott Tolzien show. Yes, slowest spin move ever. Wow, in Packers great history. times. Yep. Um. So yeah, Coleman, who do you have? My turn. For okay. Your second? Ooh. Okay. This is, this is like, my first. Like my first ever like favorite Packer outside mm-hmm. of like you know Brett Favre. Like, sure, that right. was what we grew up on. Uh, Javon Walker though, I just he is another guy who will always have a special place in my heart. And what made me like fall in love with the wide receiver position, he. So his career was kind of a little weird. He, well, he his first two years in Green Bay kind of started out how they all do for. Green Bay receivers, yep. it was he he contributed and he produced, 
but he didn't really you know do much and then his third year he just exploded in 2004 so i was nine years old at this point right and so i'm he, he little ex- baby yeah little, little boy and he exploded for 1300 yards and he had 12 touchdowns and he made the pro no he didn't make all pro but he made the pro bowl and i just loved him ever since that season but then unfortunately Opening game the following year, tears his ACL. He's never the same guy, and he doesn't even come back to GB after that. Yep, I remember. Um, I think what Javon Walker is, I, I'm pretty sure this is correct, but he is the mark of the start of old man Brett Favre. Mm. Because Javon Walker, I believe, unless I'm thinking of another player, but I'm pretty sure he was the guy who was holding out or he talked about holding out, and Favre said something to the media that he didn't like that he was holding out and that he wished he was at training camp, and it was a big story back then in the Interesting. day. Interesting. So I think that was the beginning of old man Brett Favre. Of, you know, like, get off play. my lawn. Exactly. Yeah. So that was the start of that. But Because, yeah, he went to Denver. He went, yeah. So That's he right, yeah. Had 1,300 yards, tore his ACL the next year, and then went to Denver the next year and put up 1,000 yards. But then after that, just fell off a cliff. Mm. Yeah, I don't know what he did after that. It was it was really nothing afterwards. Yeah, he bounced to Oakland and then then was out of the league. So yeah, yep. he's just my uh, one of my one of my if not the first favorite Packer. Right, I, and for me, I think my first favorite was AJ Hawk. I had the long hair at the oh, time. He was a first round oh, pick. He was so spo- he was supposed to be great, and relatable. obviously he was the uh, original Blake Martinez. Yes. Um, moving on to my second random Packer. Quinn Johnson, you remember this guy, number forty-five, big fullback. No, we drafted him in the fifth round in like two thousand eight, two thousand seven, something like that. He is the fullback, big, big African American man with dreadlocks. Ooh, went to LSU. Ooh, he was like Matt Flynn, but the fullback version. Oh, for Coon. Cause, well, because he won a national championship with LSU, and he won a Super Bowl <laughs> with the Packers. Somehow, he was a fullback. He was one of, like, three freaking fullbacks we had at the time because we had, like, John Kuhn, Corey Hall, Quinn Johnson. I remember Corey Hall. Yeah. Quinn Johnson. I, Corey Hall always had no, a red face. No belt. Yeah, maybe yeah. that's why. But, yeah, Quinn Johnson. And then I remember at the end, we were going to cut him. Like, we were going to cut him, but we traded him to the Tennessee Titans. Huh. Which was just absurd. It's like who trades for a fullback? Like, hey, why in two thousand eight they were still they were still relevant. There was probably still. Well, it was, I think we traded him in like two thousand eleven though. Eh. They fullback was still you know on life support. They were still breathing, but it was. Yeah, but what but what made that kind of neat too is going to the Titans at the time. You know what that backfield was then, the Johnson Johnson CJ two K yeah. Quinn Johnson, Chris Johnson, Johnson, Johnson. Wow. Johnson Don't know Johnson who the quarterback Johnson. was. But. Aren't they like an appliance company? Yeah, yeah. Johnson & Johnson. I think they make a lot of money. Oh, yeah. I mean, if I just pulled that randomly out, I think that means they're pretty well known. Which... I always think of like baby oil. Yeah, baby oil, Johnson baby, Johnson. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I think you're right. Because, yeah, I think they just do a bunch of shit. I, yeah. Like they're in a lot of different... Realms. Yes, realms. That's a good... It's a fun word. Unique It word. sounds kind of like, you know. Okay. Um, now, my third and final one, uh, kind of alluded to it, mentioned it already previously, the Fail Mary game. He mm. was the victim, the unfortunate victim of that. 
Uh, M.D. Jennings. Yes. And the only reason he's on my list is because I was so salty about Greg Jennings going to the Vikings mm-hmm. that I made a a Greg Jennings into an M.D. Jennings jersey. It was It actually worked out pretty well. And I, I remember that. That was one of our first – and this – it was one of our first uh, football-slash-Packers conversations back in the day. Because I think you you might have even wore it to Lambo or something. It was, mm, it was, I don't think I went that far. It was either that or it was before we went to that Lions game. And um, I remember talking to you and I was like, M.D. Jennings? Was, you were like, you don't like M.D.? I'm like, I mean, I root for him, but he is not a good player. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he was the first guy. Him and Jerron McMillan are the guys who replaced McMillan, yes. Charles Woodson. Yep. Which was still probably one of the worst moves ted thompson ever made Mm -hmm. was chuck literally went to ted and was like i will play i want to play here pay me less and ted's like nope md jennings (laughs) and then the fail mary happens yeah that was uh yeah that's really the only only reason he was because he was a victim of that and it was bullshit and i wonder forget it I wonder how much of his income now is based off of, like, su- I, I remember after that play, like, all over the place, it would pop up, like, MD Jennings is signing autographs, and he's just, like, signing the picture of the film. <laughs> That's, just, I mean, hey, I respect that. Yeah, do what you got to do. Um, my final random packer, uh, this is, I don't know why, but I saved it for last, shouldn't have, because it doesn't have a happy ending. That is Ryan Taylor. Do you remember Ryan Taylor? I do not. Ryan Taylor was our tight end. The Super Bowl, well, not the sorry, not the Super Bowl year, but from like 2011 to 2014. He was the reserve tight end. He was a special teams player. It's the biggest note, but also a tight end. He only fin- he probably had a small handful of catches. He was like Tom Crabtree esque. Hmm. Well, halfway through the 2014 season, Ryan Taylor was cut. Reason being is because we had a more athletic pass-catching tight end on the roster. That man's name? Jermichael Finley. Brandon Bostick. Oh. Ryan Taylor was always... Oh. <laughs> and I... Th- this, oh, is, this is bad because... some it, butterfly effect type shit. Th- this episode would make me sound like a Ted Thompson hater, but I love Ted Thompson. Anyone who talks bad about Ted Thompson, it's obviously the last three drafts or you know, a few up there at the end weren't good and yeah. a lot of bad moves. Yeah, yeah. But overall... Overall, great. I mean, he he's he drafted Aaron Rodgers when Aaron, he shouldn't have. It would, the stones to do that, but anyways. But it was probably the worst move that Ted made because he cut Ryan Taylor. Ryan Taylor would have been in the spot that Brandon Bostick was in. Right. He would have blocked done his job and Jordy would have caught it and we would have gone on dude to the Super Bowl that's great fucking but it's, very depressing tidbit it's sad yeah it's it's the butterfly effect that and that's oh, the thing man. you've got to remember and it's what Goody's done too the back end of the roster is important dude cause of fucking special teams and hands teams like do your job but be it, wow, I, that's fucked. That ooh. he he gets a lot of crap too on Twitter, but I don't mind seeing Brandon Bostic hop up. Me when too. Someone blows I, I up. enjoy that. Like yeah. he like leans into it. I like that stuff because he took Cause it's, so it's, much it's, shit when it happened. So it's like, okay, guys, we can let him have this. Yes, like, he had to have had so many death threats and all of that yes. BS. Like very dark and evil. When there was and so many other things wrong shit. with it. Ha 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 ha! On the two point conversion was worse. Oh my! And than the fake Bostic. field goal. Ugh. Well, that was Dude, that was AJ Hawk we, on the fake oh. field goal. I know. 
<laughs> sorry, sorry, everyone. Uh, we're gonna just go to another commercial about horses, uh, and I'm gonna scream loudly. Aha! Gas prices getting you down. Have you been looking for a more environmental alternative? <laughs> Greetings, there, folks. This is Leonard Bushnell the third. Me and my kin been in the automotive selling business since my grandpappy opened his first lot at the turn of the century. But since losing my license to sell cars, I've sold my entire stock of fine automobiles and purchased a superb cachet of God's most wondrous creatures, the mighty horse. <laughs> I got big horses, small horses, horses that climb on rocks, draft horses, thoroughbreds, and even some spotted ones. So come on down to the Bushnell Family Corral and get you one. We're located at 14th and Dixie, or you can just follow the smell. All right, we're back after that great commercial. Um, this is another segment, like I said, this is going to be an odd episode, just random things, but over the bye week, I had some downtime, and one thing that I've done as a fan, I think, since I've started paying attention, this is super lame, but I think I've got just about every, I've bought every Packers media guide every year since like 2005. I literally think wow. the first one has Mike McCarthy on the cover holding a football because it was his first <laughs> year as an NFL coach. Yeah, I'm actually, you brought the 2019 in, and this is a thick boy. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> two C's. Um, <laughs> the two things I bought from the pro shop this year, actually the three things when we were there for the game, was the media guide, the game day thing, because I didn't want to buy it at Lambeau and mm. get it all crummy, nice. and my hat. Nice. So there you no go. Koozie? Didn't you get a koozie? Nope, no koozie. Oh. Koozies, uh, yeah, you know koozie. you know how to get them, fans. Um, all right. <laughs> so, poor man's Packers history. I cracked open the media guide. Kind of curious. I thought I'd read up on some of the history. Like we've talked on before, like, who the hell is Tony Kenado? You know, number three, retired number. Well, I dove back to the first Packer game. And, you know, you hear about the storied history of the Packers, and you're like, yeah, well, you know, like humble the very, begins. the very first in the history very, of the franchise. Very, very first. And I'm just going to read... We're going to go on this journey together here, guys. Okay. The first Buckle up. ever Packer game. So the Packers were formed in 1919, unofficially. That's not what we really always say is, you know, the actual beginning. But because we officially joined a league in 1921. This was that first game. Okay. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. First NFL game. Straight out of the media guide. The Packers played independently from 1919 to 1920. After joining the American Professional Football Association, they played their first official league game October 23, 1921, a 7-6 win over the Minneapolis the- Marines <laughs> at Green Bay's Hagen's- Hagenmeister Park. This is where we get good. So 1921, Hagenmeister. With about six minutes left in the fourth quarter, the Marines muffed Cub Bucks punt. And Dave Hayes recovered. <laughs> Hold on a second. Yeah, no. They muffed whose punt? Yeah, it is like old-timey, like mustache names. What's his name? Cub Puck? Cub Puck. No, <laughs> oh, sorry. Cub Cub Buck. So two animals. Cub Buck. Oh, okay. Keep going. So the so hey, Dave Hayes recovered at the Minneapolis 35. Minneapolis. Three plays later, and this is what got me when I was reading. I was like, What? With the crowd chanting, quote, throw a forward. (laughs) 
Dude. Cur- Curly Lambeau hit Buff Wagner for a big gain to the Minneapolis 14 line. <laughs> 14. The franchise's first completion. <laughs> the Packers' first <laughs> official completion was prefaced, prefaced, whatever, with the fans chanting, throw a throw forward. Throw a forward. Throw a forward. There's nothing more 1921 <laughs> than that. A forward. Not a pass. Not a pass. A not a game. A forward. So, 14-yard line, whatever, franchise's first completion. The play set up, Art Schmales. I'm not going to even try to say that name. No, you have to. I did. I did. That's as close as I'm going to get. <laughs> Four-yard touchdown run. Lambo's extra point with Buck holding gave the Packers their first win, 6-7. to seven. Wow. There is more. Oh. Now, although Curly Lambo threw the first completion in Packers history, he was not the starting quarterback of this football game. This is the name of the Packers' first starting quarterback. Adolf Klebhan. <laughs> the Packers' first quarterback was named Adolf. Now, That's this, not a great look. No, not a great look, but yep, we know now. There's not. <laughs> oh, that was before that time. So. Yes. Oh, that is a really good year. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. That's how long ago it was. So this is under the first quarterbacks in the media guide. And I love, you know, these these things are usually like cut and dry facts, you know, just reporting what yeah, happened. Yeah. This is what they wrote. Adolf Klebman, whatever. No, you have to say his full name every time. I'm telling you, it's Klebhen. Okay, I don't know how to say it. But just say it with confidence and keep it moving. I Go. don't want to say the name Adolf. You have confidence. to. Nope. Was the starting quarterback in the Packers' first NFL game. Played against the Minneapolis Marines, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Curly Lambeau would replace him. This is the next paragraph. Why he started is anybody's guess. <laughs> That's in the media guide. There's no like documented history of that, probably. Right. The Packers played four non-league games prior to facing the Marines, and Cleveland appeared in three, filling in at quarterback, fullback, and right halfback. Oh, my God. But he didn't play the week before before that. After that, he didn't start again. He didn't play quarterback again for the Packers. He just happened to be the starting quarterback for one series in the Packers' first game. And threw a forward. And threw, well, I, he probably didn't even attempt anything. Because if that was our first completion, I doubt that they had a, had a lot of throws beforehand, especially if he was only in, in that first So drive. he didn't throw that forward? Or he did? You know, I didn't I didn't look to see if he ever threw the, no, Curly Lambeau threw the forward. Oh, okay. For the end zone score. Yeah. Yep. And one more little tidbit that I didn't know, but read up on, the year before that, or actually in 1918, so the year before the Packers formed unofficially, Curly Lambeau. Went to Notre Dame, knew that. He dropped out his first year. He dropped out. It was just like, I'm going to go play professionally. After the first semester, and he started the Green Bay Packers. That. Oh, so, like I said, great. humble beginnings. Very you hear humble. all that? Throw a forward. Throw a forward. Never never forget. That's the name throw, of this episode. Throw a forward. Throw a forward. <laughs> all right, Dumb Packer Fan of the Week. We are going to keep that this week. We only have the one, so he is officially... The dumb Packer fan of the week. Um, Ooh, nice. We might just do this going forward because I think it's a little easier to streamline it, but we'll see. A lot, this, of, a lot of candidates. A lot of candidates. All right, so here's here's the headline Packers news just, I think, from two days ago. Morning buzz. Brian Gutenkunst's first draft class lagging. That is the headline. It was just a mailbag. They talked about a lot of things. Lagging? Like- lagging. Our first our first draft class, you know, with Jair and Josh Jackson, and it, they're not wrong. Okay. However, because oh, it's Jair and then who else? Josh Jackson, Oren Burks was the third mm. pick. So, I mean, you just look at the top three and you're, 
and then after that, you know, it was the there receivers. Was, there was J- one more, though. Receivers, J.K. Scott. Okay, yeah. So here we go. This is from Josh, J-O-S-C-H. Josh? J-O-S-C-H? We'll call him Josh. That's, that's Josh. We'll call him Josh here. That is help. a bougie way to spell Josh. This is what Josh said. <laughs> Our Gary was a bust. Unless he improves big time by next year, we should have went up to get Bosa. That dude is a beast. This has seven reactions. Now, um, there's a lot to unpack just in the first comment. Yeah. First of all, Rashawn Gary is not part of Brian Gutenkunst's first draft class, so you've already missed the <laughs> yeah. entire point of this yeah. of this discussion. On top of that, he is, what, 10 games into his NFL and career? And the deadline is he only gets... 22 more games, and if he does shows no improvement <laughs> yeah. by then, career's over. That's it. Cut him. That's it. So then someone, Jesus, someone Kenny, Kenny replies, you know, voice reason, you can't consider him a bust just yet. He hasn't played that much. Maybe a snap here and there. Joosh <sighs> replies and says, and he starts with the question, sure, like there's a question mark, and then sure thing. Sure. He will be good, maybe, but no way he becomes a beast. Just like in Michigan, he was a letdown there too. Read the facts. I love that. Read the oh facts. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> Read the facts. Indisputable. We should have gone up in the draft to get Bosa or a more productive player out of college. He's a project. He could be lining up on passing plays on the edge, and he does, but gets no pressure, no sacks, except one. Y'all blah, blah, all you want. And then here we go, another strong finish. I'm saying he's not worth seventh overall. He was drafted... Twelfth overall. <laughs> on top There's of so that, many things missed. So so many things wrong. And on top of it, we got to jump back. He led with we should have moved up to get Bosa. You know, we we're gonna. Did we have enough draft capital to move up and get Bosa? Theoretically, the best yes. Sure. But that would have costed everything. Oh, well, Savage especially. Well, let's see here. So then Kenny replies again. Do you have any idea the draft capital that would have had to be traded to get Nick Bosa? And that, that was it. Dude, I like this. What is his name? Kenny? Kenny, yes. He said, you do realize that we would have to give up at least a second. And then Joosh replies, there are always ways. I wouldn't want Savage not to be on the team, but we did have two first. So he's telling us that we had two first, so we could have, but at the same time, he would not want to get rid of Darnell Savage. So he doesn't even know how. He's talking how in circles. He's like a dog chasing his own tail. Yes, exactly. And then he just keeps talking about him. I'm simply saying if he were a, a a good, as some thought, he'd be making more plays with his chances. And like we've talked about before, we have the best tandem on the edge that in the league right now. Statistically, yes. And people are complaining about fucking so Rash- rich. about Rashawn I mean, Gary. entitled town, baby. Yes. He's a beast physically. Can't deny that. But he just doesn't seem to have the heart or work ethic. My God, <laughs> these people who complain about players' work ethic... Stop. Of all players, too, like, if anything, of all the things you've heard about Rashawn Gary, work ethic has been, like, the number one thing. It was something out of college that people brought up. But All of his teammates, all of his coaches right. said he was a dog worker. It, it's an odd storyline that's built up, but we'll, I guess we'll see what happens the rest of his career, truly. I mean, we, we don't know, but it's a stupid thing to still latch on to. 10 games into someone's yeah. NFL career. Jesus juice. But whatever. He and then juice. he just keeps going on. He seems average. I want I want him to be great. I just don't see the attitude or beast mode for his size. 
I mean, he's freaking huge. He should be going through blockers. And this is a great week for this to happen because you know why? The Green Bay Packers Pro Football Focus account tweeted this out. Biggest overall grade improvements from the first five games compared to the most recent five games this season. Number one for the Green Bay Packers, Rashawn Gary. Boom. Who is 27 points, whatever that means exactly for Pro Football Focus, better than he was so, the first. So it's the biggest – so like they took their grades from the first five games. Yep. And then compared it to the most recent five games. Yep. And he and, made the biggest. Wow. And it's from zero to 100. He's gained 27. And for those who Damn. don't know, the way Pro Football Focus works is they have three experts, whatever the hell they have. They watch every single play from every game and every player, and they grade just that player on how they performed one through 100. And then they compile the three and they and take the average. average. It out. So interesting. Yeah, it's something you always see pro football focus grades out there, but you never really know the process. I, yeah. I always assumed it was some type of analytics, but it's actually guys looking at it. So gotcha. Who knows exactly how how well you can take those stats? But uh, that's it for dumb Packer fan of the week. That guy's an idiot. All right, and wrapping <laughs> up for the week, it will be a shorter episode, but we're probably going to talk a little bit longer here, anyways. Uh, Niners predictions preview. But before we get into that, I would like to touch on this which is the Packers injury report mm. and how freaking healthy this team is this year. Yes. Obviously, every every team, every fan thinks that their team is more injured than every other. Yes. In the last couple of years, we have been pretty injured, obviously with Rodgers getting banged up with the collarbone in recent history as well. But overall, it we have it's been very, very average. When you look at uh, lost starts from players, I believe last year we were ranked like 16th or 17th, I believe Bill Huber grabbed that. Um, Not a boy, Bill. Stat before Bill Huber for Sports Illustrated. Not a boy, Bill. Still with him. But so I was curious just to see how much different this year is. So these are players who are either who are either considered out or on the IR. I will start for us this year. So these are players who are on the IR who I consider who would who would actually help on the 53. We have Lane Taylor, EQ, Quimia St. Brown, receiver, mm-hmm. Notre Dame, mm-hmm. Bolton, who was the undrafted linebacker, who yep. was playing pretty well, pretty and promising. Raven Green for this year. So that's what, four? Four. Week 12, 2018, this is who was out or on the injured reserve. Geronimo Allison, Breland, Cobb, Daniels, House, King, Wilkerson, Green, Kumaro, Kyle Murphy, Jake Ryan. 11. Holy shit. So even so, just looking at that, it is unreal how much healthier this team is. And But at the same time, I don't know what you do differently. I will lead into this. There was a head coaching change. We do have a new strength and conditioning coordinator. Mm. And I actually brought this up before um, uh, at the beginning of the year when it, or when it was uh, made official. But our new strength and conditioning coordinator is Chris Gizzy. Ooh, that's a great last name. Who's actually a former Green Bay Packer, and he has... Ooh, get Gizzy with it. He has kind of a cool history with the Packers as well. I believe he was a linebacker. Oh, he just, here I, comes a good tidbit. I can feel it. it. It is a good one. He was obviously a strength guy, muscular linebacker. He was a linebacker. Sure. This is the guy who the first game at Lambeau Field after September 11th 
ran out the with f- the American flag. Oh. He is now our strength and conditioning coordinator. Dude. And he's showing improvement. These fucking tidbits, man. Yeah. No, I, I remember that you at the somehow time. somehow keep leveling up your tidbits. Yeah, I, I saw I saw Chris Gizzy, That's the name, and I Googled it. And I was like, wait, that sounds kind of familiar. And then I saw it, I was like, no way. <laughs> and then I think and then I think I posted on like the Packers subreddit and got a lot of upvotes. No big deal. Hell yeah. But um, yeah, and a weird thing too along with that, Mark Lavat was our strength and conditioning coordinator before this, and he had been since 2010, I believe. Yeah, from 2010 to 2018, he was our strength guy. And I don't know what actually happened behind closed doors, but he gave up the position, gave it to Grizzy and Gizzy, and he's stayed on. You're fucking Gizzied up, baby. So it's kind of weird to, you know, essentially get fired, but you're like, I'll stick around. Yeah, I like I like Green Bay. <laughs> it's nice here. But yeah, I mean, and hopefully we can we can keep it going. I think I've said it before. One of the worst parts about the 2014 loss in Seattle is that we were so damn healthy this year, but specifically. The front five on the offensive line were so healthy. Mm. And if we can keep that going, it's been so good this year. Yes. The only injury we've had on the injury line on, on the uh offensive line actually it was a, it us. was a blessing, yeah. It was Lane Taylor. It sucks to say, but I mean, look at Elton. I think that is that's interesting because like do you think he ends up winning that job even if Lane Taylor is still healthy? Because I mean, Well, he, he did he did start the year, but even at press conference Press conferences after the first couple games, LaFleur, and we talked about it then too, was it was a weird rotation where even in series they were checking in and out. Yeah. I would guess if Lane Taylor didn't get hurt, he would have been starting week four. He would have been starting week four or week five I'm, for but sure. But like at this point, like by like. Oh, absolutely. I think Elton Elton Jenkins was already sniffing the starting spot okay. before Lane Taylor gotcha. got hurt. Because ESPN just posted uh, an right. article today, top 10 offensive guards pass block win rate and this is offensive guard so this isn't just the left guard isn't just the right guard yep. guard so this is quick math 64 eligible players elton jenkins is number two with a 97 percent win rate a rookie a rookie let's get this old roy campaign going <laughs> yeah well they've talked about that because quentin nelson for actually should have right. had it last and year that, that's the biggest lang said if quentin didn't win it last year it's never going to happen and, and that's true and now with the keg stand celebration last week too i mean you, i love elton but he's he isn't quentin but that's fine. who knows well, i mean he's it, quentin is in year two who knows if yeah if elton jenkins turns into uh the our our version of the fridge and scores next year. Who's to say? Have, have you heard what our offensive coordinator Hackett called him too? Mm-mm. I think he called, what was it? It was like El- Eltatron or something. He calls him like a like a form of like Megatron. Pretty much, it was something like that. Damn, it's not exactly that though. Because yeah, that sounds kind of clunky. Elton. Yeah, it was a lot smoother than that. But whatever. I'm not I'm not as personable as Hackett is. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, moving on, Niners game. What do you think about this game? We kind of touched on it earlier, but now X's and O's, which we always break it's down. It's huge. This game's huge. Um, let me check the spread. Sunday night football, quick. as we touched on before. Um, great for all us that are hunting. I will be back in Wisconsin for this, so it'll be great to have the first, homeland. first weekend back, hunting that Sunday morning, sitting in the evening, and then being able to sit on the couch and yes. watch the Packer game. Yes. So, um, San Fran, as it stands... It's a three-point favorite, so Vegas thinks Mm. these teams are even because the – I mean, if you're familiar with betting, the three points is a standard what a home team gets. Like, you just automatically get three. So, 
yeah, they think these teams are even, and I think that's the spread. I think that's a that good is the spread. spread. That's, a good, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, that's, you didn't let me finish. Uh, that's like the spread to have it at. So, um, yeah, I like our chances. I think some rest will will do us good. Devonte Adams. Hopefully that um, that toe is now at. I don't know what million counter we're at, but I think he's had three million percent a couple weeks ago. So yep. hopefully we're like at like five, six million. Maybe we'll get now. to the billions now. Could be that would I mean that'd be ideal. Yep. So it, I, I'm really excited, really excited to see what Lafleur he cooks up his game plan because him and Shanahan, as I'm sure you know, are really good friends, mm-hmm. and I'm excited to see what Shanahan cooks up as well. Well, this is and we touched on it before, saying that you know what what game would we rather win this game or the Vikings game? And for us, you know, the rivalry game is the Vikings for us. You know, yep. we grew we grew up in Superior, Wisconsin. Yep. Right from, next to for Duluth. most most Packers fans, it's probably Bears, but like for us, it's, yeah. it's Vikings. And generationally too, there's been more of a rivalry because the Vikings have been more competitive as of late yeah, than the Bears in for the, past, the most like, part. Decade, yeah. But this is Lafleur's rivalry game because it's the Lafleur off. I don't I don't mm. know if he's I can't remember if, I don't think he's the offensive coordinator, but I believe uh, Matt's brother Mike is the quarterback quarterbacks coach. coach. I think yes. so. They're facing off. On top of that, obviously Kyle Shanahan versus Matt Lafleur. And there's obviously there was this whole big storyline made this off season about the uh, the coaches getting hired, the offensive coaches off of the uh, McVay tree. McVay tree, and sure that's all fine and good, but he really only spent one year with the Rams, one or two years with the Rams. But before that, he was the quarter. Matt Lafleur was the quarterback coach for Kyle Shanahan when Matt Ryan was an MVP. Yep. yep. And that's what when I was looking at. Um, after McCarthy was fired, I'm looking at names that were popping up, and honest to God, Lafleur was the guy that I wanted. I I said I think I sw- I swear to you, the two guys I thought would be the next head coach of the Packers was Matt Lafleur or Joe Philbin. We had four games left. It was before those four games happened, and I said if he wins three or more of these games, I think Mark Murphy, who's a very conservative type, you know, owner, yeah, quotes. I think he might just stick with Joe Philbin because everyone loves him. Ro- Rogers loves him and everything. That didn't happen. Matt Lafleur was a guy, and that's crazy. It, I because for me personally, Lafleur came out of nowhere, right? And because even I mean, with I the, guess I was. I mean, I, obviously, I was invested in the head coaching search, but I wasn't like deep diving, like okay, who are these candidates? Nobody. I kind of wanted like I was kind of looking more at like the flashy names, and I I can't think of the. Big it was names like the I college. Wouldn't. It was the guy from Northwestern. It was the guy. from... Oh, I would have hated that Fitzgerald. Yes, that guy. I mean, Ugh, that guy's an that, asshole. That's, that's NFC North football, though. Yeah, that, yeah and they, uh, Lincoln O'Reilly. I actually, I don't think he was kind he of. He took the his discussion. name out of it right away. Yeah, and then that's it was right, obviously that's right. uh, the offensive coordinator for the Patriots. McDaniels, yeah. McDaniels yep. is also I, the big name. Which uh, I, I still remember uh, Zach Jacobson, who has once again been banned and brought back on Twitter. He reported hmm. that uh, McDaniels would be the Packers' next head coach at one point. Didn't speculate, but actually reported He it. said someone from inside the building told him that he would be the next head coach. Not a boy, Zach. Did not happen. Um, but, yeah. It, but what I was getting to is I think Matt LaFleur is more of a – he's off of the Shanahan tree – not the McVay tree, at least in my eyes. It's not that much different because it's still off of the, you know, Shanahan's dad. Right. But the the Falcon, well, the Fal- Falcons back then, but the Niners, even last year when they had the backup quarterbacks, they were always in games. Yes. Always. And that's what I've always liked about, you know, well, always liked, you know, the few years he's been a head coach. But he's great at scheming up plays. Yes. 
Making it easy on the quarterback. Making it easy on a quarterback, and all those games are close. So when we hired LaFleur, I was like, great. I'm I'm very excited. And that's you look at you look at what Shanahan's done this year when he has a quarterback and running backs. Mm-hmm. Last year he lost Jimmy G and um not, Bethard. And nope, nope, nope. And um the Mc, Mc, McKinnon. McKinnon. Jerick McKinnon for the Vikings. He still hasn't played a snap for the Niners, which know, is kind, kind of wild. Of, yeah. But he, at least he signed he got, that deal. I was gonna say he got paid too. But yeah, I so that was a deep dive into just the head coach. Yeah, that was there. A, quite the tangent. But yeah, I that's that's impressive that you were if that's of course if you are being honest we're, that you wanted Lafleur like you saw it before. hand to God hand to God that's the guy I wanted. But you, I'm gonna call it right now. I'm gonna call it right now. Uh oh. Sunday night football. I don't know what I'd set the over under at, but there's going to be a split screen of Matt Lafleur and Mike Lafleur. Oh, no doubt in my for mind. For sure, no doubt in my mind. Do you think? Uh, do you? Yeah, Mike is probably on the sidelines. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Well, either way, you know they'll find him. Up yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know what you I, have for I don't predictions even know what this guy looks like. Game. I'm excited. To see I think he like, looks. I think he's, he's got probably a spitting like, image. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So score predictions. Yep. Maybe. Ooh, maybe. No, you go first. This is tough. Yeah. Yeah, I really don't know what the hell this team is. Still, it's it's like last year we didn't know what the hell our team was. This year we don't know all the time, but it's in it's in a good way. We're much, you know, well, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The defense is a little bit. It's more consistent. The offense is better. I I don't know if they're consistent. Last year they're probably more consistent because they're consistently bad. This year we just don't know if we're going to be a throwing team or running mm-hmm. team. Whatever. Um, man, I I keep going way too high with the scores. I'm gonna go. 31-28. Yes, 31-28, Green Bay. Okay. There we go. Uh, ooh, okay. That is, I mean, that is a high score. Yeah. I hate going high score, so Sunday, let me just say a high score. Yeah, s- Sunday night football, you know, outside. In the bay, nice yeah. weather. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, okay. Um, I'm going to go 28-17. Uh, Good guys. Okay, you had me scared for a second. I didn't know which way you were going to go with that. Okay. <laughs> Great. Um, yep, so that's predictions. Sunday night football. Ooh, bold predictions. Oh, Ooh. good job. I didn't – okay, well, you surprised me last time, and I f- we flipped it, so you got to go first this that's time. That's fair because I already have mine. Oh, damn. Okay. I think his start to the year was on pace to be an all-pro. He settled a little Ooh, bit. Ooh, okay. I he think settled a little well, bit. What is this going to be? He's missed some opportunities, and so I think he's heard the chatter – and he is going to seize the multiple opportunities he gets on Sunday night. And I think Jair Alexander is going to have two picks. Oh, okay, two picks. I, I was wondering who you are going with for a second there. I figured it was Jair. I thought you were going to say pick six. I was getting ready for that. Two picks because – and the reason I say that is because I, I saw that either him or our secondary or maybe no, – yeah, I think it's either him or our secondary lead the league and drop picks. Jair leads the league and drop picks with and three. And I, I, I would – That's what it is. There's – say it again? It's Jair leads the league. At least going into last week, he led the league and dropped picks with three. Okay, yeah. And I think – there. I, I don't think there's any way he doesn't know that, so – It's a good point. I mean, he – it, I'm, I am glad he did talk a lot at the beginning of the year, and he has kind of settled that down a bit mm. as his play has kind of settled down as well. But he's, I mean, he's still a great player. But I guess, uh, yeah, that's obviously bold enough. Two picks is a lot. A lot. A lot. Um, my first thought was I, I want to say he's been, 
I th- maybe he's heard the chatter too. Maybe he's getting healthy. Mm. I want to say over 100 yards and a touchdown for MVS. Ooh, I like that. Is that good enough? Ah, uh, yeah. I don't Just know. because of like what the numbers been. he's put. Yeah, 11, I'll, I'll 11 say. snaps, 11% of the but snaps. But the thing that worries me about that is he can get 85% of that bold prediction on one okay. play. Okay, I let me rephrase. He will have a 60-plus yard touchdown and 100 yards at least overall. Okay. You or seventy you could seven, just go... seventy plus yard touchdown, hundred yards overall. Okay, that's extremely enough. bold enough. Oh yeah. Okay, and I mean, it, either way, like I'll, if, I'll let you at sixty. We'll say sixty. Seventy's okay, a lot. We'll see. It'll be, it would be funny if it is like sixty-four. Yeah, right on the edge or something. But um, yeah, that kind of wraps up this episode. Uh, once again, this was we, a real bonanza. But yeah, I forgot <laughs> I forgot the word for a second there. Um, once again, we announced it last week: the free giveaway. Ooh! Um, if you didn't hear, all you have to do is leave a review in the iTunes store. Uh, and when you do it, by the way, you can leave any name you want. They don't care. You can write whatever you want. I don't really care what you put. Five stars. Say it's a great show. Whatever. Cool. Take a screenshot. Email it to us at either you can either DM on Twitter or email us at pmppodcast at gmail.com. I will send you sorry. Me, yeah, geez. Tommy's I Tommy's for, been working keep, like a dog sending yeah, these out. I forgot I forgot about intern Tommy. Yeah, he's been he's in the other room, obviously. Yeah. So um but yeah, we'll, we're gonna send them out. Uh if if you don't do that, you can quote tweet the episode on Twitter or just post it on Facebook, take a screenshot, send it over. Good enough. We've we've already had quite a few people send in either the the reviews or the shares, whatever. Hell yeah! And I thought about it too, because we got we got these koozies, and I'm like, oh yeah, I want one. And now it's like, if I use one of these koozies in a public setting, and someone's like, oh hey, what's that? You know how awkward of a conversation that instantly turns into, or a fucking great one. No, no. Hey, hey. Oh, oh! This koozie—it's for my podcast. Like, how how douchey of 2019 is that? I don't know, man. It's an awkward conversation because then, because then instantly you're going to be like, "Well, are you interested in my stupid podcast? You have to be interested <laughs> do you in my like podcast." The football Packers. Yes. Do you do you like the football Packers? So, yeah. If you can do that, that would be great. Somehow, it's fun to grow. We're growing every week, so thank you for that. Okay. But other than that, I don't have too much else i don't know if you do Uh, oh shocking weird because you never have (laughs) but with that we will wrap up the episode please do not sue us mf doom Go. Rap snitches, telling all their business. Sit in the court and be their own star witness. Do you see the perpetrator? Yeah, I'm right here. Fuck around, get the whole label sent up for years. Uh, rap snitches, telling all their business. Sit in the court and be their own star witness. Do you see the perpetrator? Yeah, I'm right here. Fuck around, get the whole label sent up for years. Uh, Tight profile, low, like eight and paid in full. Attract heavy cash, cut the game centrifugal, Mr. Fantastic. Long though, like elastic. All my life with twin clocks. It's made out of plastic can stand up brown nose and nigga fake ass bastard admiring my style tall bust through manhattan plotting playing the quickest my flow's the sickest my hoes be the thickest my drove the stickiest street nigga stamped and bonafide with beef jump niggas come get me cause they know i ride true to the ski mask new york's my origin play a fake gangster like an old accordion according to him when the d's rush
demolished in. Complication from the wild testimony was thin. Caused his man to go up north, the boy hit him again. Lame rap snitch, nigga, even told on the Mexican. Rap snitches, telling on their business. Sit in the court and be their own star witness. Do you see the perpetrator? Yeah, I'm right here. Fuck around, get the whole label sent up for years. Rap snitches, telling on their business. Sit in the court and be their own star witness. Do you see the perpetrator? Yeah, I'm right here. Fuck around, get the whole label sent up for years. There's rules to this shit. Fools dare care. Everybody want to rule the world with tears for fear. Yeah, yeah, tell them, tell it on the mountain hill. Running up their mouth, Bill. Everybody gather still. Nice buns. Soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious, ultra low net carb bread. With incredible taste and texture, Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O dot C-O.